When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> we talk about we talk about so many things during the week that I never actually have anything to talk to you about that's not for the episode, like the morning of recording. Yeah, especially when we get in here and we like dragged ourselves out of bed and <laughs> we're like, all right, we know we have a pre-planned list of things to talk about. Yeah. Quick, think of something funny. Quick, hold up. <laughs> yeah, uh, or uh, let's let's uh, talk like, about birds chirping. Like I fall asleep on the couch t- last night, <laughs> and this morning wake up to, are uh, you awake? Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and and I and I wake up. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, they say, time heals all wounds. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know how that's relevant. <laughs> Everybody, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, our second annual Oscar special. Wow. How time flies when you're having fun. It feels like just a year ago that we were sitting in the same garage talking about the Academy Awards. Oh my. But you know, the cool thing is, is so many changes have happened since <laughs> then. Like, we, I moved the table over. Yeah. We're, we're a good, like, five feet further into the garage now I, I i decorated the place a little more yeah you really you've really brought up the the production value in the studio yeah well you know when we when we bring in guests now i want them to be comfortable looking that way <laughs> looking so to long my as they don't have to look behind them <laughs> at all the garage like stuff that's actually yeah. in here as well 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 welcome everyone welcome to apathetic enthusiasm yeah i'm brandon yeah we already did that bit. oh shit <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. Um, we, but as Travis mentioned, it is our second annual Oscar special. Uh, we're we're not going to do it the same way we did last time, mostly because I don't remember how we did it last time. Yeah. Our, <clears throat> uh, excuse me. Our last our last Oscar episode, I think it was like our second or third episode. Yeah. And we still had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. We we talked about that's right. We talked about how they they do the Oscar process, how they do yeah. like, the voting. I think like I think right? the episode would end up coming out like the day of or like a couple days after the oscars or something oh, we, we yeah. screwed it up so we couldn't do oscar predictions so we're like yeah let's just think of something. We, we we screwed it up it's like because we were just starting in the podcasting industry that's right the industry the industry as we it, are as it in were. the industry yeah but now we're seasoned veterans that's right we've people, scheduled our our episodes well in advance people come to us for advice <laughs> now uh uh yeah one person one well, person that, that okay that one guy yeah yeah, yeah. So, and it was and, in passing and he actually was like stop 
stop talking yeah, to me I, about this. I, your, your opinion is invalid. I, I wanted don't. to know where I should send my paperwork uh, for work. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't even say anything about podcasting. Why are you talking about this? Move on. Yeah. Um, but no. Well, like seasons veterans. Exactly. So we decided we would do some predictions this year. Uh, and what we're going to do is instead of something go- a little bit different, going through every category, we don't want, we don't want to spend time on every category. We don't want to spend time on it. We want to take a little bit of a closer look at the eight films that make up the best picture category. Yes. We'll go over those a little bit as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, not in, not in tremendous detail, right? But, but we'll, we'll talk about them for a little bit. We, we did an ample amount of homework and watched nearly all of these movies Tried in preparation to. for this episode. Um, and then after that, what we'll do is we picked 10 of the, I, I would say, sort of most highlighted categories from the Oscars. And we're going to we're going to do a shotgun wedding, uh, pr- shotgun wedding uh, prediction round. So we'll, we'll, oh. we'll lay out all of our predictions. Uh, we're not going to we're not going to get into those categories too much in detail. But if you care to follow along at home, uh, making your 10 predictions for these categories and then we can watch the Oscars and see. Who who did better? All together, unless now. unless and we ha- we haven't exchanged uh, our predictions. But if we if we are exactly the same on these, then uh, that'll be weird. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'll actually watch the Oscars. One, I don't have cable. Two, uh, you know, it's all that pomp and circumstance. I'm just. I'm just, you know, I'm just whatever. If you want to, if you want to hear about how much he doesn't like <laughs> watching the Oscars, rewind a year ago. I think we actually talked about that on the last. Oscars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's not repeat that. Let's, let's you know, let's, that's old hat. I'll just, let's, I'll just throw hints in there. Hints. <laughs> All right. Let's I let's get it. let's get <laughs> let's get right into it. Um, the what what I did is I organized these in the most fair way possible. Alphabet- alphabetically. Laughabetical. Laughabetically. <laughs> so the funniest one is first. Uh, laughabetical. No, the, the first movie on our I'm list. I'm still is... laughing about laughabetical. Are you done now? Yeah. I'm okay. Good. <laughs> oh, he's back at it. Uh, uh, the first movie on the list is Brooklyn, which is the one movie neither of us had a chance to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. Most of these films we we were able to to watch um because they're they're available in, other, in ways other than the theaters um yes. so brooklyn you know limited showing out here in in hawaii so we weren't able to catch the film uh i did have like my wedding anniversary date night the other night yeah and there was there was a period there where i thought about taking my wife to go see this movie yeah for the self-serving purpose of being able to watch it and have it prepared for this podcast <laughs> A A B P always be podcasting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> but no. Uh, so if if you saw Brooklyn, good for you. Congratulations. Uh, this is essentially the story of a young girl who it's like the 1950s. She moves from Ireland to New York City and uh, falls in love with a dude. Things happen, and then I think a relative dies back in Ireland. She has to go back. It's a best picture nomination, so yeah. it, I I have faith that this is a good movie. I just didn't get a chance to go see it, so uh, I won't be referencing it much in any of my selections later it, on. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's an, it's unfortunate because I would have liked to have seen it, so we could have more comment. And we apologize to you, dear listeners, that we yeah. don't have that we don't have a more objective opinion of it, yeah. other than 
what the <laughs> and, and I will or, probably still go uh, see this or, or yeah. catch it once it's available, um, like digitally on iTunes or something like yeah. that. Um, but but it has Domhnall Gleeson in it. Yeah, it's and, like powerhouse this year. And then he is in another Best Picture nominee. Yeah, which we will get to later. Yes, exactly right. But I wanted to throw it out there right now. Okay, so moving on. That's that's our quick look at Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, congrats, Brooklyn, for the nomination. Uh, let's move on to another movie. This one we did both get a chance to see, and that's The Big Short. The Big Short. Uh, we should pull the specifics on some of these movies. Uh, what this, do you want to know about Big Short, Travis? Who directed it? Adam McKay. Okay. And it's starring Christian Bale. Yes. Uh, Michael Scott. <laughs> Steve uh, Carell. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else we got in here? We got a lot of uh, names. Uh, yeah. Gosling is yeah, in it. Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of cameos in it by like uh anthony bourdain yeah selena gomez uh, uh margot robbie in a bathtub yeah yeah so <laughs> sipping on that sipping on that scissor or champagne yeah <laughs> champagne uh so yeah so so the big short what what is do you want to give a quick uh yeah uh, like plot summary of what the big short is. so the, the big short is essentially so we uh many americans in the world know about the housing bubble uh, yes, the, the mortgage, housing market crisis of the of uh, mid two thousand seven, and so a lot of people don't know like the the story of like actually how all that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the Big Short does is it it gives the story through um, four different groups of people uh, and how they basically bet against Wall Street, bet against these big banks. Uh, Bob Carroll knows about this doing the uh, Hollywood Stock Exchange. Uh, <laughs> but when you expect something to go bad, you short it. Right. And that's essentially what the big short is, is these groups of people, they shorted the housing market. They said, hey, it is going to fail. Um, and it did. And so they made a, a ton of money. So that's what the big short is about, is trying to explain how that all, how that crisis worked and uh, from the, outs- the perspective of the outsiders. Yeah. So this this is based on a book, uh, which is based on true events. The, yeah. There's there's uh, a book by m- Martin Lewis, I think. Yeah, most of the most all the characters in here are are based on real people and and the real things that they did um, leading up to the housing crisis. Uh, but it is not presented in a way where um, it feels like a like a typical just like true story narrative. Um, it has a very quick punchy dialogue with a lot of cuts, a lot of fourth wall breaks where, um, you know, you have Ryan Gosling's character that will be in the middle of a scene and look right over the camera and talk directly to the audience. Um, as well as these other little vignettes throughout where you get into a particularly difficult to understand (laughs) aspect of either wall street banking or, uh, macroeconomics. And they will bring in the selena gomez's and margot robbie's to literally just sit there and explain to the viewer okay yeah here's what we're talking about when we talk about you know mortgage bonds or something like that right so right how did you feel about that that aspect of the movie like what did did you enjoy that did you enjoy that bit of it or was it more of like a did it kind of take you out of the uh no I, I i enjoyed those those bits uh because they were very they they knew what they were doing right it was there it was very intentional obviously because it's in a film but um you know it <clears throat> right before the margot robbie 
portion. Like, uh, I think uh, Ryan Gosling looks at the camera, <clears throat> or somebody says, "Like, are you having a difficult time following?" We we know you have a diff- difficult time following. Uh, that's kind of the purpose of it. Is oh yeah yeah is to to make it seem like it's an, an unreachable thing to understand. That way, that way, that way, we don't try to, to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Like let the experts do it. That's why we brought in Margot Robbie in a in a bathtub, <laughs> sitting in a bathtub to explain to you. Yeah. Um, no, but I liked I liked that I liked that in reading an interview um, an interview with I, I think it's Martin Lewis, but if it's not, I'll I'll, uh, I'll correct it in post. No, <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll just keep going. With it. But so the he is the the writer of, of the big short. Yeah. Um, and he talks about him writing the book. And he also wrote The Blind Side and Moneyball, um, which this film, I totally picked up a bunch of Moneyball yeah. aspects as I was watching. It. Um, and he was saying, like, he writes books. He wants to write them so his mother can understand them. OK, um, not saying his mother read this book. Yeah, <laughs> he, he goes on to say. Um, but he wants like the normal, the average person to be able to, to understand the book and, and get it. Um, and for something as complicated or maybe as simplistic as the housing crisis, yeah. um, he wanted to put it in way that we could. There's a, there's a great AV club article that talks about, um, how the most important character in this movie is the audience is the person watching it because everything in this movie is really about educating the audience about that crisis, about the things that happened and teaching, trying to teach people, Hey, these are kind of how corrupt these banks are. Uh, pay attention to it. Otherwise it's just going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that, and they do it with a powerhouse cast, really good writing, really, really smart writing. Yeah. Um, I, I was, um, I, I'd read uh, an article or two about the movie beforehand. Um, just, just kind of like saying like I don't know how this is a best picture nominee blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, um, and so going into it I, I w- didn't know what I was expecting, um, and especially since Adam McKay who directed Step Brothers and Ricky Bobby, yeah, uh, Talladega Nights, um, and uh, a couple other things with, with Will Ferrell, um, you know he oh uh, the other guys right okay yeah um, so I, I I was hesitant to see like how he did as as a quasi serious director. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but you know, after seeing the other guys in like the end credits scene where it talks about like the, <laughs> the housing crash and stuff like that, even in infographic form. Yeah. It makes sense that he would want to take, take on this material. Um, and I think, I think he did a really good job and he kept some comedic uh, sensibilities. Definitely. And, yeah. and that article I referenced before with the author, he he said why he thought that Adam McKay was good because he was he did stand up he did like improv he did he was kind of an outsider and yeah. to tell the story of outsiders to these these big fraudulent banks yeah yeah exactly uh, is important to the story mm-hmm. um yeah I I thought this was a good movie uh, my wife had a difficult time getting into it initially and ended up not finishing it she like went to bed or something yeah uh but I, I i stuck with it and i thought it was good i i don't know that it's gonna win best picture i think they're t- it's too loaded of a category and 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 it, i don't know that it's got i think it's got a shot at some other awards but i don't know if it's our if, it, if, it, if it's our best picture for this year yeah um anything else you want to say on the big short before we move on no all right move on moving on uh the next b movie 
Uh, we got Brooklyn. We got Big Short. Uh, Bridge of Spies. This is a Steven Spielberg film uh, with the lead man of Tom Hanks. I mean, right there. That's that's a Best Picture nominee. Whatever follows, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but but Brid- he has a volleyball in this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he lives at an airport. Uh, and, uh, he, and he saves uh, Private Johnson. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so Bridge of Spies. Yeah. This this is a uh, a war movie mm. uh where the war is the cold war. Uh so this is uh uh just after the fall of um or like the end of uh, World War 2 uh the Soviets have taken over East Berlin. Uh the the period of this movie is uh like the Berlin Wall is going up. Mm-hmm. So it, it, we 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 usually look back and think about the the wall coming down, but we're we're at that stage where, you know, they're really they're walling off half of half yeah. of a city. Um, we should say, I guess, Mr. Chairman, build that wall. <laughs> uh, you did not get a chance to see. This I did. Movie, I did not get a chance to see it. No. Okay. Um, um, I but I saw the trailers, so I feel oh, like so you pretty much got it. I feel like I, I've seen the entire movie. Uh, so and I have a history book, so if I need to, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to. Uh, this movie, uh, Tom Hanks plays an insurance lawyer yeah. who uh, dabbled in uh, criminal law for for a while. Um, and basically, what happens is a Russian spy is uh, captured in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and the American public says we need to give him a trial. Now, the reason being is we need to appear that we are doing our due process and giving this guy the constitutional rights of a trial, even though they all, the American public has already accused him and says that he's guilty and things like that. So they come to Tom Hanks's character and say, Hey, can you defend this guy? Um, And in the process, he, he takes on the job and he is very convicted by it. He, he wants to give this guy the best defense possible regard knowing full well that this guy is a Russian spy, like he still wants to back him up. Right. And, and so that, that comes with a cost because, uh, his face is in the papers as being the defendant of this guy. He's standing by this Russian spy at a time when everyone in the United States is fearing Russia and the, uh, the nuclear war that is eminent in their minds. Um, so, so that case goes on. Uh, there's 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 a, a parallel storyline about the development of the U.S.'s U-2 program and and doing Russian surveillance hmm. um, that results in a pilot being crashing in Soviet territory. He is then captured, and now we have a U.S. spy in in the in the, in the Soviet eyes. Yes, uh, that is captured. Tom Hanks is then asked to be the negotiator negotiator if you will to negotiate a prisoner exchange the man that he defended the russian spy for this other u.s soldier um it's good it's a good movie yeah um tom hanks does a good job that's not surprising (laughs) you know (laughs) like uh for me i mean i think steven spielberg films sometimes have a very even like tread through them like they they don't feel particularly like overly artistic yeah they're all good they're great films 
<clears throat> but they don't necessarily like pop in a certain way. Like we talk about the big short or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I do. You, what do you think about directing in general for Steven Spielberg? I mean, I, Oh, he, you know, he, he's a pro- prolific director. Yeah. Um, I, I obviously I haven't I haven't seen Bridges Spies, so sure. I, I can't speak to that. Uh, but but he's but he's very good, right? And and maybe what it is is you we've seen a lot of Spielberg's work, right. so um, so at this point in time, we're mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, there there that's that's Spielberg, that's Spielberg, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not that it's not good, and it's not special. It's just that when somebody's done a lot of work, you recognize. You get used to it, man. Yeah. You're like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's a good point. Um, it's, you know, it's like you, you, you know when a, it's a certain band. Yeah. If you listen to a podcast, you know what, what jokes, <laughs> what jokes are going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Garage Alpha? No, you're not. Oh, he's <laughs> um, um, So that's, that's, that's how I feel about that, you know, and uh, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a solid solid it movie is. it's a good movie it it again depicts a true story it depicts um so and it talks about a time where you know maybe justice was a little bit you know confusing for mm-hmm. for, for different people um really the central character tom hanks's character uh the the text at the end of the movie talks about how he goes on to uh um have other successes in in this sort of uh this sort of dealings um and it's a great story, and it's it's a it's a good story that people should hear and people should know about, uh, because it's a war movie, without a lot of actual like fighting. It's all yeah. it's all discussion and Cold War type war. Um, it doesn't it doesn't feel as exciting at times in in that way, but it's a great film. I and I, I again just don't think it has the um, that 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 uniqueness mm-hmm. to 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 put it ahead of some of the other films yeah. in the category. So. But again, recom- highly recommend okay. Bridge of Spies. Well, available well, on Redbox. I will. I will. I will watch it. <laughs> I think. I, just... I want. I want to know. Uh, I got it off Redbox. Uh-huh. I can only find DVD copies. Where, where's the Blu-ray? What spies? Come on, come on, it's, Soviets. Well, what the Russian? The Russian though. That, that there was a joke, or I guess a joke, a running thing in the movie, where, like, the Soviet Union had like a really long name like mm-hmm. for their country and then like eastern uh germany like the the small like government that they were trying to to build up yeah also had like this really long drawn out name and tom <laughs> hanks just got tired of saying it so like can we just call them russians can we just can we just <laughs> yeah it's like all right that's pretty good <laughs> yeah. um all right moving on okay we take the big jump from b's all the way to m's and we have a movie that you have been quoted as saying is one of your favorite movies, I think, of the year, oh, uh, yeah. Mad Max: Fury oh, yeah. Road. Oh yeah, Mad Max. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, Mad Max. So uh, this is I. I will say this. Um, I think that this is probably other than the Revenant, which we'll get to. This is probably the movie that a lot of people have seen. Uh, okay. more, more people have seen in the theater already, mm-hmm. uh, not because they thought it was going to be a Best Picture nominee, but because they heard something good about it or uh, some podcaster that they listened to just, just ranted, ranted about and raved it. About it. Uh, and so, um, so I think Mad Max is 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 a more recognizable thing. 
Yeah. Just uh, because it's my other argument is The Martian, which we'll get to after this one. Okay. But that yeah. one that one had a pretty big box office. Uh, I, I would put Martian above Revenant in yeah. that case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mad Max, uh, it is about uh, it has Tom Hardy in it, Charlize Theron, um, and I want to go ahead and put push out that Tom Hardy is also in The Revenant. Yeah, that he is. Um, so that's now two <laughs> two actors who are in two best, best picture numbers. Yeah. And so. Mad Max. the The cool thing about this this movie is Mad Max is he's he is in it, but he is on, he is more a supporting character than than the actual main main character. Yeah, that's that's true. Who who directed this? This was uh, uh, George Miller. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who is known for, of course, Babe, Pig in the City, and Happy <laughs> Feet. <laughs> uh, and so I'm really shooting for for him to get yeah. best director. Um, all right. Basically, the Fury Road part is the whole plot of the movie. So, uh, Shirley's Theron, she is the Imperator, Imperator Furiosa, and she is trying to get these women to the the Green Green Valley. Yes, uh, she's trying to get them away from the bad guy. And I apologize, I forget the name, um, but it, it's a it's a chase movie through and through. Yeah, very she, much an action style yeah. film. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I. I won't get too much into to plot. Um, it's basically because that's you pretty much did it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and so Mad Max gets uh, pulled into this, mm-hmm. and he ends up helping uh, all these women. Um, that's that's a, it's it's a the, great movie. The things the things to take away from this movie are it is a uh, like a visceral experience. Yeah, like uh, the music, the the action. Uh, you are drawn into it. Uh, it is over the top at times. Some of the action. Yeah. Uh, you, you made mention when we talked about it uh, a while back that a lot of the um, the audio and the music is from within the movie. It's not not so much a uh, you have a yeah, techno- diegetic diegetic right. Okay. So uh, when you hear guitars being played, it's a dude standing on the front of a truck playing that guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not just like some sort of uh, soundtrack laid over it. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, it's, it's one of those movies that really, I think people fought to get put in the best picture category because I I don't think when you see this originally or when it comes out, you think this is in an Oscar film, especially when you think about sort of the more artistic artsy, uh, often not box office success type films that do get nominated for Academy Awards. Um, it, it didn't necessarily feel that way, but there is, there are great performances in this. The, the, the technical sides of it, the, yeah. the costumes, the, um, the editing, all of the, all of those aspects as well. Production design really, really well done. Um, so I think all of that mixed together lifted it to the level that like, you know, this deserves to be in the category for best picture. Yeah, and it's it's an action movie. It's, it's yeah, it's the only action movie out of the the best pictures. Definitely, uh, and I think that l- lends itself to why you'd be like when you're watching it, you're like, ah, oh, well, this it's not a best picture, but blah, blah, blah. it's got more explosions, I think, than any other movie in the category <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and like <laughs> and like the the car car to car choreography. Yeah, I mean that's. That's that's wonderful. Definitely, that's wonderful. And you know, those are like you know, it's there is CGI obviously, and you know, there's effects, but 
they were in the desert. There's a lot of practical effects. They really are out in the desert <laughs> yeah. shooting this thing. So, um, yeah, the visual style of the movie, it's really great. I, and you and you believe the world. Yeah. Uh, they, they do a good job of selling it to where you don't feel, you never really feel taken out of it at any point. Um, so, yeah, it's a great film. If you, if you have somehow missed Mad Max Fury Road, uh, I don't think you can catch it in a theater anywhere now. No, uh, but it's on HBO Go, uh, uh, yeah, a bunch of other places. Watch it on a big screen, and and turn and turn the volume up. Yeah, you know? yeah, you know, really get into it. Don't sit on a plane and watch it on your iPhone. That'd be terrible. Who would want to do that? <laughs> who would want? Who would want to do That's that? That's exactly why I watched that movie. Uh, all right, half next, halfway through. We're 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 plugging along here. Uh, we got another film, box office powerhouse. Uh, I don't. I think it did pretty well in the box office. That's the Martian. The Martian. Uh, that's Ridley Scott. Correct. Yeah. 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 Good. Good call. What other movies did Ridley Scott do? Uh, the first this is just the, a, this the is first just a quiz. Ba- the first Babe movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Uh, he Blade Runner. No. Yes. Uh, he did. He did Alien also. Oh yeah. Uh, Sound like good. it hot. <laughs> that that that's good. Blade Runner, Blade Runner, and Alien is fine. Um, yeah. Why don't you why don't you tell us about the Martian? Because uh, you were, the, we talked about this earlier in the year. Uh, we did on our Con Man. Couple episode. couple of these movies we talked. Yeah. Huh. It's weird. Hey. Funny. How do you, how do you like how, that? How do you do? Uh, yeah, The Martian. Um, this was a date night movie for me. Uh, yeah. I got my wife to go see this. We happened to see it in 3D, which I thought was tremendous. 3D. Um. And yeah, this is a great movie. This is a movie uh, that I was legitimately asked by a person close to me in my life if this was based on a true story. Good. Quickly, they they backtracked and said, "Wait, no, is it?" But the, but the thought came into their head. Uh, <laughs> this is a story about a crew that was on a Mars mission, and uh, there was a storm on Mars. They had to evacuate. And one of their crew members were left for dead. They thought that they died. Uh, that crew member, played by Matt Damon, I don't remember his name because it's been way too long since I watched this it, movie. That's okay. Uh, we'll just say Damon. He he survived and is then left on Mars to fend for himself, to try and survive, to try and contact his crew or mission control back on the planet Earth uh, in an attempt to save his life. And, yep. and, and really... It is a survival style movie, a la Castaway or something like that, in the harsh environment of another planet. Of Maz. Maz. Um, yeah, and I thought it was a great movie uh, when I saw it originally, and I still think it's a great movie. And But unfortunately for me, I didn't go and rewatch this for this discussion, so yeah. uh, I'm a little separated from my feelings for it. I like it. So you watched it more recently. Yes. Uh, what are, what are your takeaways? Um, having seen it, having it a little bit more fresh in your mind. First of all, before I knew that this was a movie, like a survival movie, um, I I heard the title "The Martian." You know, before the movie even came out, and I was like, another like, is this like another Red Planet, like yeah, okay. Mission to Mars, Sci- like <laughs> yeah, like deep there's sci-fi a- there's type aliens, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Ridley Scott's direct, yeah. Um, so I, I was pleasantly surprised when I found out it was not that. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, so I watched it this this last week, and I re- I really liked it, and I think um, it is of the best picture nominees. 
and I obviously we haven't watched Brooklyn, but I, I feel like it's the one that most like at the end of it, like you, you feel you have a good feeling in your stomach yeah. walking yeah. out of it, right? Mm-hmm. You're like ah. Oh, there, there, yeah. there's hope like the yeah. human spirit it worked out is is um, determined to yeah. to live um and so that's that's how i, I felt it you know that, that pit in my stomach um but it's really cool and another difference too is it's you know there's a traditional there's a there's a the different traditional storytelling like man versus man uh, man versus bubble environment yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah this is you know man versus nature and so it's so I like I like that aspect of it where it's it's him using science, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, to to survive on on Mars for a long period of time. Yeah, it's it's great because there's a lot of um, sort of very geographically separated. Like I don't even know if geographic is the right term when you talk about different planets, but <laughs> um, the the teamwork involved between people here on Earth trying to find ways to communicate with him Mm -hmm. and then him on Mars, you know, growing food in a location that is not that no one's ever grown food there before. And, and just finding all of these different ways to survive the ways he solves, uh, problems, sometimes very simple problems in a complex way, or sometimes very complex problems. He finds simple solutions for using tarps and duct tape and things like that. Um, but I love all of that when it's just like, a guy being too smart to, to die. Like, he's just like, you know what? No, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to, and then, and then you also have his entire crew that left him and sort of the dynamics with those people, the decisions they have to make. Um, really a great film. Yeah. If, if you have a chance to see it in 3d, uh, I mean, I 3d feels gimmicky in, in, in certain movies. It did not feel that way for me in this hmm. movie. Um, the Martian landscape feels that more, that much more vast and and interesting in three dimensions um there are certain scenes that just really uh it just pushes it a little bit further in 3d so if you have a 3d tv or something like that if you can get a hold of a blu-ray or something i would encourage you to do that uh this has a good shot at, at taking it but i just i feel like again there are other movies that are gonna probably muscle this out of the way yeah um this one back at the golden globes this was in the category comedy or the 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 comedy category let me let me <laughs> swat strike that reverse it yeah um how do you feel about that this so this was the best comedy in in the golden globes there are did a lot it win of, best comedy it, it did it did so weird that slapstick humor of the martian <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> someone do a super cut of like him building his mars base but put it to like benny hill music i want to see that uh, gaggy uh, sacks um yeah what what do you what, think about that like that's 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 weird uh was the big short under comedy i don't remember i don't i, I don't know if the big short was I think yeah. it, might have been, it might have been. How do I feel about? It? I mean, that's it's weird. That's yeah. that doesn't make doesn't make sense. It, there's a lot of funny stuff, and Matt Damon's character is uses comedy to uh, break the tension of the situation. A lot of times, he's a lot of times he's just talking into a video monitor for like, uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, it's not like it's it's not like he's doing like a like a Broadway stand-up. Yeah, he's not, he's not doing bits. You know, every every yeah. one of these, well, I won't say every one of these movies, but a, a lot of these best picture 
nominees have comedy in them, right? I mean, well, there'll be you, like you have, you jokes, have, some levity, I guess. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. to you have to have add levity. Because I don't know if, if the Revenant has any levity. It, in it yeah, whatsoever. well, that's that's yeah. all throughout. Uh, but you know, it breaks breaks up that tension. Uh, so putting it in a comedy category is to abs- me that absurd. It to almost me. felt like okay, I don't know if we can win against some of these other films in this category. We had we had plenty of jokes. Let's throw it in. Let's throw it in comedy and see how we do. Um, I don't know who made that decision, but it worked out for them in the Globes. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> There's no best comedy at the Academy Awards, so I don't. That's so, that's I don't. So I don't know that that'll work out for him here. Uh, any final thoughts on the Martian? Uh, no. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, no. Yes. Uh, I do like uh, on that man versus nature uh, discussion. Bring it back there just for a second. I like that. There's no bad guys in this there's sure. no there's no antagonist right there's yeah. there's there's little spots of antagonism but there's not uh through jeff daniels characters probably yeah, like that's the, the closest we get to it him just trying to penny pinch the the nasa budget really seems like the the biggest like it it's really obstacle him. To, to to overcome like he he's really doing every all the decisions he makes are irrational decisions sure he's not he's not doing things out of spite or malice he's doing it because like Sorry, this this makes the most sense to do. Sure, um, and and you know we we know that Matt Damon is alive on Mars through through some of those earlier scenes. It, he doesn't know that, so he's saying like, "Well, that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's and, let's move on." Yeah, he's exactly. very, being very pragmatic about it. Uh, I'll I'll say, and I did not read this book, um, but I've heard the book is also very good. And it gets in, into even more detail about um, some of the the events and things that he goes through mm. um, throughout this entire trying time on Mars. So if you really like the movie, if you didn't get enough, uh, maybe go check out the book. Yeah. But I, I, th- I guess it was really true to the book as well. So, um, All right. Moving on. I'll link, I'll link it on Amazon. Travis, thank do, you. Do that. Look thank you, you for making me add you, a, a look link. Look at you taking notes, show notes, no, no doubt. Uh, all right. Moving on. Here we have... The Revenant, which is now playing in a theater nearest to you, uh, assuming Deadpool hasn't knocked it out of the theaters completely. <laughs> Starring Leonardo DiCaprio. That's right. Directed Gilbert by himself. Inurito. No, that's not Inurito. Inurito. And yeah. Alejandro Inurito. Yeah. Who is who is I the director name, to beat uh, in Hollywood right now? He won Best Director last year. Uh, for was it last year or the year before? It's last year. Birdman was last year. Birdman was last oh. year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, the Revenant. What 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 do you say? Let's let's start with sort of the basic concept of the film. All right. The so uh, the Revenant is about a man, Hugh Glass, uh, in the eighteen hundreds, and uh, he is part of a uh, a trapping kind of trader team mm-hmm. and, and he was actually he's hired as kind of a, a guide through sure. this wilderness mm-hmm. um so the the traders they get ambushed by this uh this group of natives the re um and so they have to run um and essentially there's maybe about like 12 of them or however many of them and they get a, he goes out hunting one morning and he gets attacked by a mama bear does he ever mauled to heck by <laughs> by mama bear uh and he 
he manages to win the fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the cost of being just, just wrecked. Yeah. Um, so the, the captain of the expedition, he makes the, he makes the call to, he's like, we can't, we can't take him anymore. Uh, volunteers to watch him while we go to back. So, so we, we have, we have, like, I want to, and I want to clarify a couple things here. Yeah. Uh, Tom Tom Hardy also Tom. in this movie. Yes, he he is again sort of more of a guide uh, and uh, uh, guy for hire. He's he, he's not running things. We have he, sort he's of like security. He's yeah. a security detail. Okay. And then uh, we have uh, the dude from the First Order, uh, and yeah, Dom Hogleys. Yes, he, he's the captain. He is like the captain that that is a decision maker. Somehow, I, I, he appears to be in some form of government official or military. I don't know what. He, He's he's important. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy's character wants to just off Leonardo DiCaprio like right there and be like, he's not going to survive these wounds. Right. Let's just let's just put him out of his misery. <laughs> uh, and Domhnall Hall Gleeson is like, no, we have to take care of him. We owe it to this guy. His kid is here with us. Yep. You know, just like we have to um, take care of him. And so after trying to move his body across this frigid wilderness, they were like, we can't we can't move him anymore. He's probably not going to make it. Who will stay with him until he until, he, until, until he does. And, and honor him with like a proper burial and yeah. things like this. And so, uh, so the captain and the rest of the team leave. They leave behind Tom Hardy, uh, another young man. Uh, I forget, I don't remember his name as an actor or right. the the character. Uh, and then uh, Leonor Hugh Glass's son. Yeah. And um, so there's a scene where Tom Hardy. Well, I don't know. I won't get into this. Yeah, let's not. Let's basically we, stuff ba- goes bad. Stuff goes bad. Leo is left for dead, uh, and and he he's still messed up. And so it's important to point out with his character, he gets mauled by a bear. So he's on just a stretcher, and his he, foot is like turned around the wrong like way. Like he's got a he's got a gash in his throat and his back. His 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 ankle yeah. is all thrashed up. Um, so they leave him in a. In a hole, a shallow grave, essentially. Um, and so the rest of the film is basically Leonardo DiCaprio crawling, limping his way back to uh, the Fort Kiowa, yeah. um, being avoiding nature, uh, other Na- Native American tribes, uh, and uh, just the, the elements. <laughs> yeah, the French. Yeah, um, yeah. This this movie, it's a tremendous film. Uh, highly encourage anyone that's even on doesn't think they want to see it to go check it out yeah. um, it head to the restroom before you go into the theater because it is a long movie it's like two uh, and a half th- hours I say because you're gonna throw <laughs> <up>. <laughs> um but i i really love this movie and and the first thing that always sticks out to me in this movie is sort of the cinematography of it yeah uh that it's we talked about this a little bit um yesterday but it's not like a typical Western style movie where you have huge, vast like landscapes with your characters kind of going through them. There are a lot of intimate, very tight shots on, yeah. on, on action and sequences where you feel very much in the situation with the characters. Uh, it is a very harsh environment. Uh, there is no like roads or anything yeah. to, to, to rely on. Basically, he follows a river uh, for for majority of this movie, and they're in the snow. They're they're in these harsh harsh conditions, and 
the crews were in those conditions when they made this movie. Yes. And, and that's one of the things that I think will get um, recognized as, as it comes to the awards is, is realizing what the crew, the actors, the director went through to achieve the look and feel of the movie. Um, yeah. If you, if you go on to the IMDB trivia, uh, it talks about Tom Hardy actually choking out the director. <laughs> uh, because because he treat he treated the crew so harshly and the you know the yeah. crew is obviously in that that sure. harsh wilderness already yeah uh, so I thought that was a interesting bit of trivia yeah. that he just choked the director out um, but yeah I, I mean there there's parts where like uh, Leo we so it takes place in kind of like a winter time frame sure and there there are lots of scenes in a river and I. Chelsea and I, we both said out loud, like, oh, my God, he's in that water with that big-ass bear pelt. Yeah. And, like, it's just, ugh. Like, yeah. I'm, like I don't like, it, like, if we go camping, like, in the morning <laughs> or, like, wash my hands in, like, a, a river. I'm like, it's, ooh, it's cold. It's cold. Ooh, it's cold. And it's, like, summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so just being, like, covered in that, in that ice-cold water, um, and uh, God, yeah. just the, the those those kind of experiences. Uh, and and Leo did all of that, right? Mm-hmm. He he ate he ate a bison, a piece of bison, a real raw. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's a vegetarian. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, also a vapor. But if that's if that matters. <laughs> no, it it, okay. it it doesn't. They didn't have vapes back. <laughs> they back didn't have then. vapes back in the old west. But but yeah. uh, I, I also in the IMDb trivia. He said they said that like they offered him like a, a different piece of some kind of like gelatinous stuff. And yeah. he's like, it just does it didn't look real. Yeah. So he's like, I'll, I'll eat the I'll eat the real thing. Yeah. It, <laughs> and he will never do it again. Yeah. It's he does a tremendous job in this movie. It's it's really um, you you want him to succeed so well. But he has just so much crap thrown at him throughout the process of this film. Um I don't know. The story is really interesting. Uh, it's it's an epic film in sense of scale and just the from start to finish. There are I talk about the cinematography. There are moments in this movie where you could freeze frame it and print it out as a picture. Freeze and it would, frame. It, <laughs> it would be a gorgeous photograph. Uh-huh. Uh, there are also times where there are like some of the battle sequences yeah. where it has this like steady cam sweeping almost birdman esque sort of like no cut the type cinem- of cinematographer did birdman too. there you go so uh, um uh, i i'm glad you brought up that that battle scene um because the initial battle scene with with the re uh it's so it's it's so intimate and kind of kind of like a saving private ryan yeah right definitely uh and i've, I've seen that that comparison made in, in other forums um but yeah like it's it it's the personalization of being like attacked and like you don't actually know where the arrows are coming from and um where things are are gonna kill you and realistically and and it adds to the realism of it but the way that scene starts you just have these traders like packing up their pelts and like getting ready to go (laughs) and out of nowhere the ambush happens and and so and so you're kind of experiencing that surprise and the intensity uh with the characters inside of it. And, and as the uh, battle builds and becomes worse, 
uh so does the action and the and the and the um the scene so and then and then you have leo's character finally come in and sort of yeah get people out of there but yeah um really i mean it's it's a tremendous film i i think it's got one of the best shots uh at taking the category um will will these will these characters or will these will the director be able to repeat will leo finally get his award these are these are the questions that will be answered this weekend we don't know we will see we don't know (laughs) uh all right two movies left uh in in the best picture category uh okay and uh so next i believe it's room room you're good you're good at your alphabetical (laughs) stuff uh did you get a chance to watch room yet? i I didn't i was gonna watch it this morning uh but you slept you sent me a message at eight (laughs) saying are you awake yeah me too yeah so uh so (laughs) back to that so room uh well this is based on a book uh the book is told from a five-year-old boy's perspective who has spent his entire life up to that point living in what is essentially a uh, a work shed like a, a storage shed uh, his mother was kidnapped when she was about 17 years old uh, and is regularly raped by her captor. Mm. Uh, eventually, she uh, has a son who becomes the only other person that lives in this captivity with him yeah. or with her. Uh, and it is about the life that they have in this tiny, like, eight by eight room right they have they have like a bathtub they have a small kitchen area they have a bed um but there's not much in there aside from that and you 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 learn how this kid deals with his entire world being the small cube with only a skylight as his his look to the outside world yeah um eventually they hatch an escape plan and then the film moves on to dealing with the aftermath of sort of that transition from, you know, being in this room to life, uh, in, 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 in a normal way. Yeah. Uh, super powerful film. Uh, I had all the feels, <laughs> uh, when I watched it, um, yeah. really, really great acting by Brie Larson mm-hmm. and, uh, the child actor who I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but he, he does a very good job in this movie. I'm surprised that he's not up in a supporting actor category um, just because of sort of how authentic and uh, how much you just latch and, and, and really just kind of key in on him and, and sort of the things that he's going through. Yeah. Um, you, you talked about one of the, I think it was the Martian and how it gave you like a, a warm fuzzy at the end. Like, okay, things are good. Um, at the end of this movie, I, you kind of get that a little bit more like, okay, maybe things are going to be okay. Yeah. But because of the roller coaster of emotions that, that you ride throughout that <laughs> it's, it's, it's impossible to call this like a feel good movie. Yeah. Really. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Uh, my, my wife loved it as well. And I, I highly recommend it to, but, to, to people. It's, it's, uh, it's not an easy watch. You know, it's not, it's not something that's, you know, I, I wouldn't call it like a date movie per se, uh, <laughs> but it is it is definitely worth seeing. Uh, Chelsea had she read the book, okay, and she um, I, I don't I don't even know if she knew that it was a a, a movie, okay. um, 
But uh, so she read the book, and I was like, okay, we have to watch all all these these movies before the podcast. <clears throat> and she's like, okay, what do we have? And I listed them off. And then I got to room, and she's like, oh, that's a really good book. Yeah. Uh, we don't watch that around our son, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And and it it deals with things like like rape and things like that, and sort of the um how much all of that can break you down kidnapping and things like that. Yeah. Um, but it's also interesting to see how this woman who was 17 when she was taken, she was a child herself. Mm-hmm. She's only in her early twenties now. Um, but sort of the world that she creates for this, this child yeah. and, and sort of how she shields the reality of their situation from him. Is it, is it kind of like a life is beautiful thing? Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously that's, you know, to a, a to concentration a degree, camp. <laughs> it, it, it only, it only that, that part of the film is only like the first act. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the rest of the film where it goes on to sort of this oh. transition into okay. life after room. Um, but it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a unique story. It's, um, to, to think about the characters and what they go through in that, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it, it's really tough. And like I said, it's very emotional. Uh, there's there's definitely some, some possibilities for this picking up awards in other categories. I think Brie Larson has a really good shot at, at taking at taking the Oscar. Um, so, yeah, I recommend it, but don't expect to have, like, a great time watching it. <laughs> like, right. get, you know, bring, yeah. bring your tissues or whatever. Expect to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, moving on to our last. Speaking film. of uncomfortable, let's let's get to our last <laughs> film, and that is Spotlight. 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 Uh, based off this, the this is, Boston uh, Globe, right? Yeah, this is uh, about Broadway musical. Uh, <laughs> yeah. About Spotlight. <laughs> no, very much into the woods. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So Spotlight. This is about the uh, the Boston Globe. And their spotlight is the this portion of the Boston Globe that does investigative journalism. Yes. Um, and this movie is about spotlight leading up and investigating the scandal in Boston with the Catholic Church, uh, with uh, Cardinal Law, um, and his knowledge of uh, all these different priests. He's like, you know, uh, like ninety something odd priests in the Boston area who are accused of child molestation. Correct. Uh, the the buildup of this film, you 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 meet the crew who who is Spotlight, who does the investigative reporting. You you learn a little bit about uh, a couple of cases of child molestation involving the Catholic Church, and then as the team uncovers more information and gets deeper into uh, the story. M- more and more layers start to come down and you start to see more and more corruption and things like that. Uh, this movie is definitely for me, I think the, uh, social commentary movie of the category, like more so than some of the other ones where like, it's like the movie that's like, we're, we're taking a stand on a certain aspect of society that needs to be addressed. And, and, and we need to, we need to, shine a light on it yeah uh i i would i don't i don't disagree with your assessment that it is one of them uh i, I would i would argue and we're not we're not getting arguments here but uh i would say the big short is probably a bigger call to action social uh, sure socially yeah. than, than as far this. as call to action 
I would say Big Short is, yeah. but for just saying, hey, here's something that most of you probably don't look or think at about, or but this is something that needs to yeah. be, you need to be aware of. Yeah. yeah. Um, Selma wasn't a call to action, <laughs> but it was a social issue. Yeah, it, that, it's, it's that, so, socially relevant. Right. I think I I, I think the Big Short is. T- you know, especially when you when you feel the burn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think Wall Street and and greed is is very is very pertinent. So I would sure. I would put I would put okay. both spotlight. All but right. anyways, um, all right. What I liked about Spotlight uh, was there. We talked about this before. There's no real like artistic flourishes with the directing. It's very sure. it's very straightforward. It's like hey, here's Spotlight and another situation where there's not really any. Uh, antagonists other than the you know the catholic church yeah um but uh you know it's very straightforward and it just shows how this this team the spotlight team did their investigation investigative journalism and it was really cool uh and i i don't want this to sound like any tooting the horn or any bragging or anything like that but there's a scene in the movie where they're like looking in these old these old books and it shows like where all these priests were at a certain year right Yeah, yeah yeah um and uh, it says like some of the accused ones. They in the book it would say like leave of absence yeah, or sick leave, sick leave things like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, so uh, Michael Keaton's boss is saying like we need to if you can get us more proof, you need to do it, but you need to do it fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole team's like, well, how do we do this? And the first thought I had in my head was like, well, you already have the terms in these books. Why don't you just take those terms and find all those yeah. terms and then go back reverse engineer it yeah and as soon as as soon as like that thought came on my head and i was about to say it to chelsea uh that's exactly what they said i was like oh sh- oh i'm a freaking genius <laughs> i'm a genius let's go get the catholic i should be an investigative journalist <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh I, I did the same thing <laughs> uh, you know so i it, yeah and that, that makes sense uh, it also pained me to see their process without the use of like database technology yeah (laughs) like how they're just like pouring over pages of these books with a highlighter instead of being able to like just do a control f i've done data insertion with just like a book and excel spreadsheet before it's so like that scene where they're where they're taking those terms and putting in a spreadsheet i was like oh my god i I I know know that feel yeah (laughs) i'm with you brother um yeah this is it's a powerful movie but it is not an over-the-top like spectacle yeah. uh it is very it's very even uh sort of throughout the movie but it, at a high level so that the movie is strong i think throughout um it's one of those movies where you have to get really excited and um invested in things like court documents and you know things like that so <laughs> yeah. i like if you liked uh, like miniseries like uh, making a murder and things like that um where you're dealing with like law and how things work and seal documents and can they get these things open and things like that um that sort of stuff if that's engaging to you you will you will like this movie even more i think yeah um I agree with that. great performances uh mark ruffalo did it did a really good job uh he never turned into a green hulking rage monster uh <laughs> which you know i'm fine with i guess uh and then um rachel mcadams she's she's nominated for this as well uh it was great because your wife thinks I look like Mark Ruffalo and I think my wife looks like Rachel McAdams. So it was yes. good to star in a film <laughs> with my wife. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was nice. It's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then you got Michael Keaton 
who does a great job. You got you got the dude from uh, Mad Men, who's who's running the paper over there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just just a great cast, um, really well executed, and uh, deserving of its nomination. Yes, sir. All right, and, and that that's that is it for the best picture nominees. Okay, so. Before we reveal our pick, though we may have already hinted at it, uh, <laughs> what, I, what I would like to do is, is we're going we're gonna to pull out our 10 categories, and we're, gonna, we're just going to rocket through these real quick. So rocket. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a category, yes. and then we're not going to list who's nominated. We're just going to say our pick. So uh, if you want to play along, you've got some time before this weekend. <laughs> uh, go check out these categories. Make your picks, and then we will see who got the most right. Uh, after the Oscars yeah. this weekend. So, uh, first up, best actor. Who do you got? Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio as well. That's That was my pick. Uh, best actress. Uh, I put Brie Larson. I put Brie Larson, too. All right. And you haven't even seen the movie. No, I haven't. All right. Uh, that, that's a cultural pick. <laughs> uh, supporting actor? Mark Ruffalo. Thank you. I'll you're, take it. You're welcome. Uh, I put Sylvester Stallone uh, for Creed. Have you seen Creed? No, but I'm going to watch it probably today. <laughs> oh, yeah, me, me too, actually. Uh, I, I've, I've wanted to see that movie for a long time. Yeah, this uh, is... Uh, my, I, I feel like this may be just like a thanks for all the Rocky movies, Sly. <laughs> Here, here's your award. Uh, I used to joke with a friend for many, many years, even before uh, Rocky Balboa came out, and I was like, uh, drunk, drunkenly making up a plot. I'd be like, all right, so so then like Rocky comes back for like one more fight, right? And then... <laughs> Uh, it's like against a young kid, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, he, he loses, but that's okay. He's fine. He, he's done with it. And then there's going to be another movie where like he fights the son of Apollo Creed, blah, blah, blah. Um, you so know, he doesn't fight the son of Apollo. I know. Creed. He, okay. I know he doesn't. <laughs> All right. I know he doesn't. Sure. But just the fact that like the Apollo <laughs> Creed son is in yeah. a main character. That's good. I was like, oh man, I'm All so... Right. I'm so good. I should be a Hollywood writer. Uh, okay, so that's that's one where we're off. That's, yeah, that's one where we where we are different. Okay, uh, best but, supporting actress. Uh, I I put uh, Rooney Mara. Okay, uh, I put Kate Winslet. Uh, I had to pick between your wife, Kate Winslet, that's my right. wife Rachel McAdams. Um, sorry, I went with your wife. It was an Apple movie. I'll, Steve Steve Jobs. <laughs> movie, so. Yeah. Uh, All right. A- animated. Inside Out. I put I put Inside Out just because I haven't seen any of the other ones. Yeah, I. I, I'm sure Shaun of the Sheep or whatever, or uh, those. I'm sure those are just fine. Yeah. Uh, Inside Out was was outstanding, and I. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Inside Out's gonna win. Yeah. Way to go, Pixar! You you did it again. <laughs> uh, maybe Box Trolls will win this year. Hmm. Okay. Sure. <laughs> the Lego uh, Movie. <laughs> uh, let, let's uh, let's move to right. some writing categories real quick. Okay. Got it. Uh, best original screenplay, best original. I put for Ex Machina. Oh, good one. I I, I I'm gonna put Inside Out. Uh, it's it's a dark horse, but I huh. um all right. I, th- I think if they want to recognize the movie, uh, more so than they did, I think I, I you know whatever I threw it out there. Yeah, uh, I'm, no, the, I'm the Disney guy anyway. <laughs> uh, I I'm all for uh Don Hall Gleason. So uh, okay. Ex Machina. The the writing in that with like all the Turing tests like that. It's it just—it was a really smart way to do. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, all right. Adapted. Uh, the the Big Short. I put the Big Short as well. Yeah. Um, in 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 that interview I mentioned before, with that the the article with the the author, he talks about how like he didn't think this would ever be a a thing that 
a movie would be made out of. Yeah. Uh, even more so than Moneyball or the uh, the Blind Side. He's like, I. This is not something I would expect people to yeah. to write a movie for. So. Uh, it's the screenplay was written by the same guy that wrote the book, right? So, uh, uh, if, if I remember correctly, I think it might. I think it might be. Um, but the dialogue is sharp. The uh, the way that they teach you macroeconomic principles uh, in a way that doesn't feel like an economics class um, is really well done. Yeah, and you know, in in, a, in book form, that's one thing, but to uh, get on screen and still have it in in kind of a narrative format. Uh, you know, obviously they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we got three categories left. We have uh, cinematography, directing, and best picture. So let's go with cinematography. What do you got? Uh, Revenant. Same here. Uh, love the look of this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, directing. I I put I put the director for Room. Huh. And 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 my rationale here is to do something different. I the Revenant could easily win this. It it probably will, but the way that they took uh, the look of that room mm-hmm. initially and made it feel bigger than it was, and then later on, um, just sort of the way that they, as the kid experiences more of the world and the world gets bigger for him mm-hmm. that the perspective of the movie also gets bigger. And there are a lot of things that the director did with this film that I appreciate along with just getting the actors to do some really bang up jobs on their performances. So right on. I, I'm, I'm rooting for room in the directing category. All right, cool. Uh, I went with George Miller for, okay. for okay. Mad Max. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. The, um, the, the, the difficulties I can imagine with uh choreographing Chore- chore- choreographing with, yeah choreographing uh all, all all those chases and all those moving parts physical moving parts clearly from like uh, just the sheer amount of dedication and, and time and effort um this is incredibly impressive to me right on all right that brings us to two, two men into one man leave. <laughs> Our best picture uh, prediction. I, I went the Revenant. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I, th- I think I. I would like to see. I would like to see the big short win. I don't. I don't think it will. It. A lot of these other movies have a very good shot at it. It's. It is a tight race. I believe. Um, the Revenant just kind of went over the top for me. Yeah. Uh, so, and not just because of the bear. Not over, just over because the, of the, over the top. Over the Stallone. top of that bear claw. <laughs> um, God, that, that bear mauling. I, I have some additional um, predictions on here. Maybe I'll post those out on social media this week. Uh, and, and, we'll, and we'll put all our predictions out there so that you can check back and take a look at those. Um, if you want to follow this or, or you have comments about these movies, other things, um, there are lots of ways that you can express your opinion. Yeah, yeah, you can you can hit us up on Twitter. We're at Apathusiast, and I and and I'm gonna throw this out there. Uh, what we're we'll throw out a tweet here in, in the next in the next day or two, uh, and uh, we'll it'll be one of those poll tweets, right? So definitely. So yeah. go out there and uh, you know we'll we'll ask you what you think should be the best picture and uh you know make sure you hit us up there and then again that's yeah. at apathusiast if you're, if you're following us on twitter we appreciate it thank you for being part of that conversation on twitter uh if if, if you see a post about an episode that you and that you particularly enjoy please please hit the retweet button share it with the people that that follow you so that uh other people can can get to hear the show as well 
we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Uh, posts go up there every week about the episodes. It's also a great place where you can comment and, uh, and, and have your voice heard. We, we, we like to respond to our comments on the episodes over there on Facebook. You, you're, you're posting the pics over on Instagram at apathetic <laughs> underscore enthusiasm. Uh, we, we, we need to bring it up a little bit more. We need to get some more pictures out there, yeah. but, uh, a lot of, a lot I'll of stuff that is more, uh, parallel to the show. It's not always just about the show, but more about stuff that we're doing throughout the week. So if you, if you want a, a glimpse into our, into our lives, uh, then head over to Instagram and check out apathetic underscore enthusiasm. Of course, the show is available on geekade.com. Uh, we are on iTunes at, um, yeah, iTunes slash apathetic enthusiasm, or whatever, uh, Stitcher. I'll, you know, if, if there's a place that has a podcast, we're probably on there. So, Please head out to your podcatcher of choice and give the show five stars if you like it. If you don't like it, give it five stars anyway. Please. Come on. Yeah. Please. Please. Just please. <laughs> please. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing a little experiment, guys. And what that experiment is, is me actually writing show notes. <laughs> uh, so, so head on over to geekaid.com. And starting this week, I'm going to try to have, uh, try to have a, a better show note process with lots of links um and just a little bit of commentary uh go out there and check it out and uh you know let me know what you think on that does it work do you do you want that do you, is it helpful do you, yeah do you not care do you care um because because <laughs> if you don't then i can go back to not doing it <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm excited for the academy awards i will be watching it um we will probably not check back in, a, in an episode to, to to talk about the results so if you want to know how everything uh, turned out and our thoughts on it, make sure you hit up those social media sites. And until next week, I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we are Apathetic Enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs>